Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. I should have just hit record before, but now we're recording now because at some point I'll just hit the record button and you don't even know what it's going to be. I like be. this. That's good. It's like a, a level of unpredictability. It's just kind of, wow, card, wow, card. Here we go. Right, so we are recording now. Yeah, so we are. Yeah, we're recording okay. now. At some point in our collective banter on a web chat, I'll just hit the record button and then capture 30 minutes of whatever the hell this is. Um, I'll tell <laughs> you what it is, line. mate. It's UBP, UBP, UBP. We I are wonder, back. We are back. I always wonder how much that's in sync because webcam stuff always gets in the way of things like that. But I, I oh, it's think not. Come through, all right. It's not in sync in the slightest. <laughs> like to, to the point where I imagine that all of our listeners, they probably just are like, "What are they actually saying?" UBP. We make it work. We do our thing. We've got some lovely artwork, and we do each week. We just ask everybody for whatever their thoughts are on the gaming industry. Whatever's on your mind could be food based. Had a lot of food questions. <laughs> left, right, and centre, alongside some different things in regards to uh, the Star Wars uh, licensing deal changing, EA being taken off, it being given to uh, Ubisoft and various different devs. Um, so we'll just dive into stuff. Thanks to everybody for submitting wait, 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 so many wait, questions. Scott, Scott, what, Scott. mate? What, they mate? don't know who you are. They don't, do they? They might be brand new. I'm Scott yeah. Tailford, sort of half host, don't know what it is. You're also Mr. Jules Gill. No, you're full host. I'm dry <laughs> toast. That's how it works. I'm the man who mines the um, the take mines, the, the take trough, and sort of <laughs> yeah. extracts the um, the opinion gems and some, some some sort of other RPG reference, because yeah. that's all life is now. But um, anyway, first question from Andrew J. Did Bayonetta 3's reveal even happen, or was it a collective fever <laughs> dream? <laughs> Like it's it's so weird in like the constant ever shifting nature of the gaming industry mm. that some games will get announced and everyone will be like, oh, that's amazing. That's so good. And then it's just like two weeks later, not even a week later. Some people would be like, wait, what? Wait, did, did well, that to be fair, in, in, in Bayonetta's case, they, they put the little CG thing out where it was like Bayonetta shooting some guns. And then that was it. That was all we got. We, I, yeah. I think we got we got a logo and then there's been nothing for two years, three yep. years. I mean, it's been a while. We've, we've had about as much of that as that uh, other Bethesda project. What is it called? Starfield? Star I thought you were going to say Elder Scrolls 6. But both <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about the same, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, obviously, that's the thing. I mean, Metroid Prime 4, when Nintendo announced that, like, we got the logo for it and we know that it's mm-hmm. coming. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I, I I go back and forward on how early devs or publishers should announce stuff. I like being hyped. I like knowing what's coming. I like sort of sketching out how the year is going to look and stuff. But if the, if the actual reality of the development is that they just have a logo and then a couple of board meetings that it's not really much to me it's i'd rather have uh much more content Mm. to get hyped about because it's like oh cool you've got our hopes up Mm -hmm. but at no point does it it make me want to buy the system that it's on until i see more of it so it's kind of like a failed exercise in marketing Mm. it's like yes there is interest but at the same time that interest is going to cool off rapidly if you don't actually give us something to sink our teeth into yeah i mean you can go the other way and obviously spend thousands and thousands hundreds of thousands tens of thousands of dollars on uh, cgi material and then have it lead to absolutely nothing beyond good oh, and god. evil 2 i but tell you what same... jules gill i yeah. hate cg trailers i hate them i just oh, don't I, see I, I, the point I, 
I, I hate CG trailers, but ones that um, masquerade themselves as being gameplay trailers. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Killzone 2, oh, looking at you. Yeah, I mean, CG stuff <laughs> and uh, live action stuff. I'm just like, this tells me nothing. I I, yeah. I just, I get that you've taken the beats of the story, but I need to know something else. Yeah, um, next question from Cameron Lester. Brilliant name. I love Cameron Lester. <laughs> Big Cam Lester. Big Cam Lesty. Um, who says, um, has a video game ever revealed a hidden fear that you didn't realize you had? And um, this happened to them while playing Maneater as once they got into deeper open the deeper open sea part of the game um i noticed i felt very unnerved and had to stop playing um i don't have i don't know like i remember when i played uh baldur's gate on ps2 baldur's gate dark alliance mm-hmm. um and literally when i saw the spiders in that game coming at me like they uh, were a lot bigger yeah. and i'm not a spider man anyway <laughs> and so when when all the spids came at me i freaked out and that i i just killed them i killed it with fire and i moved on and then that feeling didn't get rekindled until until skyrim did it because everything has physics in skyrim and so when those yeah. spiders when you kill them they go all limp and oh god even thinking about that is is killing me so i'm actually afraid of stuff in game that i'm not afraid of in real life okay. like um i I, I, I used to spend tons of time in the water. I used to do like surfing, skimboarding, and all that sort of fun stuff. Mm. And I used to just love being in the ocean. But mm. whenever I play a video game and it has an underwater section, like Grand Theft Auto Five, when you're doing your scuba diving stuff oh, yeah. and stuff like that, like I get so unnerved so quickly because it's like in the deepest oceans, you can't see that far below you. And that is genuinely creepy. Mm-hmm. But in these video games, because of the draw distances or however they program them, they don't have the field of view. So your stuff comes out at you and right. it's really terrifying. Like even when it's not meant to be. Like mm-hmm. loads of people, I watched tons of videos because when we started doing loads of content for GTA 5, it was looking for secrets that were hidden underwater. I had to watch so many videos of the secrets and every single one I'm like this. I'm like, I know you guys can't see me, but I was like, winning. I was like, oh, it's like, there's going to be something. Oh, I don't like it. There's going to be something that's going to come out again. Well, I looked at, um, I don't know if you played Subnautica, but I haven't played that. But no, it gets... I haven't played any horror game that involves being underwater because I right. can't do it. I can't, it's, it freaks me out too much. Because like, Subnautica gets referred to as like an underwater no man's sky, which would get me running in if it wasn't underwater. Yeah. Um, but there's like this big uh, creature in that game. I think it's called the Leviathan, which is absolutely humongous. And the, the sub is like a, a speck next to it. And that thing, I've seen some screenshots of it where it's just, you know, the sub is tiny in the foreground and this massive creature is just kind of half darkness, half eyes, half tentacles, multiple halves uh, coming at it. And I just looked at that and I was like, I don't want to be anywhere near that thing. Like, just keep me away from all underwater creatures. So, yeah, I guess we just hate water and... I just thought of a spider underwater and it re- that gave, did, I was going to say collectively we're terrified of water and spiders and then <laughs> yeah. I thought of a spider swimming and I, that's no, I don't no. need that like, ever like those water boatmen when they scuttle across the tops of ponds mm. get away mate get they were away. a little bit cute when I was a kid but like like a full on big I guess it's kind of like an octopus is kind of like an underwater spider in a way it's, it's even worse when you realise it's got a beak <laughs> like, used to, to crush clamshells yeah yeah um, oh, octopus so. or like or like squids have like a beak don't they kind of like and a so, trapping yeah so so like it, w- it wouldn't just like grab you and pull you down and drown you it would then bite into you <laughs> with like a beak a metroid. So it's it just, just like, sort of like, gets on you Get your bloody bird nose out of me. <laughs> uh, next question from Matt Lewis. Now, I did bring some older questions in because we get so many submitted. Thank you guys so much. Um, so I bring some much. across week to week. Um, so this one's from Matt Lewis. Um, I think it's from last week, maybe from the week before, um, who says, hey, guys, do you think a Captain America standalone game would be successful? Something similar to the Arkham series. And um, we did get the Captain America movie tie-in game, which mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the only person on the planet who really enjoyed that. I it was really never simple, played but... it. I never played it. What was it like? Talk to us about it. Well, the thing is, he's mentioning uh, something similar to the Arkham series. 
the Arkham combat is is just what any third person action dev goes for if they're doing a tie in thing. Yeah, I mean, um, like that's the Spider Man Spider Man games adopted it really well. Like, mm-hmm. I know that the comparison between that and the Arkham games, they try to downplay quite a lot, but it does operate on a similar mechanic mm. and. I feel like Captain America would fit very well into that. The, the issue is, I think, is that Cap's a leader of a team. And mm. uh, yes, he's great at combat, but he's, I don't know, would, the game would have to be much more action centric. I would think that it would more fall into the lines of like uh, a War, the Warhammer 40k Space Marine video game. It would work in that sort of like setting where it's just like him, here's a war, go do missions in this war. The thing I don't that think I... that it, like an open world scenario of the Arkham games probably wouldn't work for him as well because it's like, no. what would it be? Him out of touch? Like all the time? Like, <laughs> How does this work? <laughs> yeah, the judge picking up different parts of the environment and not knowing what any of them are. I yeah. think um, for the, the movie tie-in game, like I love throwing shields. Like I love doing it in Destiny. I love doing it. It's the only thing I love doing in the in the newer Avengers game when you play as Cap. Um, I'd rather throw a shield than throw like a spear or something. I love, love watching a, a shield just bounce off stuff like frisbee yeah, style yeah, and yeah. that was the coolest thing in the movie tie-in game so i think for me it would be coming up with some way to do like really cool shield like like reflection based or refraction based tech where you're sort of like bouncing you're lining up different angular shots so that you're yeah. getting three or four guys and then catching it again with a different button press or something like that maybe you can catch it in midair or something like that i tell you what they should do then is they should completely abandon any idea of making this into a, like a semi-realistic like arkham city mm. style game and actually and actually do like a hotline miami top down oh! thing where you basically oh. do angry bird style ch- choose the angle and the speed of <laughs> uh, and the uh, the strength of your pullback and um, then he just wings it through and you just got to see how many enemies you can kill like pinball would, meets captain america with this shoot. i would a million percent take that there'd be so many severed heads and just pieces yeah, limbs at the end of <laughs> kill bill if you did that, right, put it onto mobile games, you'd probably make a killing because it would just was be a like thing. a really simple thing. Yeah, there was a thing that came out recently and I can't think what it's called. Like, it's called like Blade Game or Blade Dodge Game or something yeah. like that. It's probably not called that at all, but there's something really similar that came out <laughs> where you're playing as a dude and you have to avoid a bunch of buzzsaws and there's tons of them and the levels are like you get 20, 30, 40 buzzsaws and you're trying to and walk in like between them. Super Meat Boy. <laughs> a little bit. It's sort of just yeah. like 2020, the game. And yeah. like, that's that's the whole thing. But like if you inverted that so you're actually controlling the buzzsaws, that'd be cool. And yeah. next question from Aaron Hayes. And more for you, who says, what are you pay- painting lately? Oh, what am I painting? Um, I, I, I What's your painting? What are you buying? Well, what am I buying? Um, so recently in my, uh, the this, what were we on? The fourth or fifth lockdown now? Electric Boogaloo. Exactly. Yeah, the sequels just get better and better. We're on <laughs> lockdown harder. Three D realms of it being unfunny now. Like, <laughs> like. Um, so I am painting up a space wolves army at the moment in my lockdown, Ooh. and the last model that I'm working on right now is from the Indomitus uh, box. The captain. Uh, I'm just looking at him now, and I painted a librarian, and I'm about to paint a massive tank, and then I'm stopping. I've been Ooh. painting pretty much like every day. Mm-hmm. after work and whenever I can for maybe about since September so mm-hmm. I've got like a full force nearly ready now and I'm going to take a break from painting because I'm getting sick of painting blue <laughs> red and uh, yellow over and over and over again and I'm just going to get back into my other love which is video games I'm going to be playing tons more video games so I downloaded I know this question is about what am I painting <laughs> but it's actually leading into what am I about to start playing yes. downloaded uh, Doom Eternal Good. Enter the Gungeon um observer 
Uh, I'm playing through Void Bastard still, mm. which I still think is pretty decent. And uh, Sunset Overdrive. I'm going through all. Oh of man, them that's today. that's such an old school pull. Sunset Overdrive is like getting such a, a revival at the minute because Xbox yeah. is lacking in exclusives. Well, with this, you and I have spoken about it a long time, mm. uh, like quite a lot actually, about how um, how could you have a launch title that was bigged up so much that pretty mm. much every single person who bought an Xbox One kind of had to own because of the limited library it was there, mm. and yet nobody played sunset overdrive like no. it's jet set radio future with guns like i don't understand how that concept didn't anything with sliding grinding like uh like the, the in journey when you slide down the big sand hill like in, right in mm. the beginning give me a whole game that is that mechanic like me and my wife are playing this game called haven at the minute which is about a couple that escape like a logan's run style it sounds like a just logan's run style dystopia cool. and then you, they try and set up their own and um, they have like they sort of flee to a different planet and they're sort of trying to survive together um, and we're at the very beginning of that but they're sort of describing where they've came from and stuff and that game's one of that game's main mechanics when you're running around well you only ever walk or you sort of glide on these little air boosters and when you can like carve and go left and right and sort of like like bank and follow different um like air pockets and stuff and um it sounds more kinetic than it is because it's more of like a story driven collect-a-thon type thing Um, but i love the idea of it and i don't know if you played airblade on ps2 i was just about to say airblade (laughs) that that literally popped into my mind i was like that is another uh, like unsung hero actually that actually had a story mode that was actually pretty decent yeah it was about like um your brother had been kidnapped by a secret shady government officials and that you had to like take him down. It I don't remember that at all. I, no, I might be completely like having a fever dream here, but I swear that that actually happened. And I, I was just like, that's damn, cool. a, a sports action game that actually had a pretty decent story? Hell yeah. I just remember it being, because I, I played it with a friend, I just remember it being Tony Hawk's with an air, with a uh, hoverboard yeah, and just thinking it was cool. <sighs> Um, anyway, less of a sorry. I'm totally men. off track. There. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well, you know, if it's a strong yeah. pull it. Um, next question from Tom Hunter: Haggis, yes or no? Uh, for me, no, because uh, as a vegan, boo, boo. I'm sorry, guys, boo. I, I care, boo, <laughs> boo. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm. I. I don't, don't want to eat a pig's stomach. Uh, but I don't know what it is. I'm not going to lie. I will make you laugh of how thick I am. I thought for a second it was a fish. That's not that's not thick at all because you know what yeah. it is. It sounds is it? made up when you actually found find out what it is. Right. Yeah. Well. It, yeah. It's basically like it's awful inside inside <laughs> um, a sheep's stomach. That's what right. Haggis okay. That, is. that so, does so ring that, a bell. That sounds like taking the piss if somebody was just like, oh, you want to try some haggis, mate? Like, but your thing of like it could be a fish. There's there's things called like fish like breams. You know, like <laughs> the thing guppies. is. Now like, that I'm thinking about it, I ha- I, I, I did know that now that you've said it. I just, when I read the question, I was like, oh, the, the weird fish thing? But it's because I haven't <laughs> had much of it. I did have some haggis at Rachel's wedding, which is brilliant. That was the first time I ever had it. So I have had haggis. Okay, so I guess it would be like... It was it was all right. I I'd still prefer like a regular piece of meat. I just I don't know. I think that I get caught up in in the conceptual philosophical nature of what this thing is. I can't divorce that. Like like black pudding. I, I can't divorce that from the fact that it is clots of blood. I can't get away from that. But that's the thing. So I because when I used to eat meat, like blood, blood, uh, black pudding, like blood sausage, whatever you want to call it, like that that literally was like yes. Put that on. Make sure that is on my breakfast. Right. So. Do like that. Mm. Did not rate haggis when I had it. <laughs> it's um yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird thing. And the name the name is cooler than maybe it is. I'll, but that's I'll tell you what, I'll I'll, t- I'll take the other Scottish cuisine of uh, battered pizza over that. Yeah, or just battered Mars bar if, if <laughs> you're going to go down do down right. that alleyway. Right. Okay. Here, settle settle the debate <laughs> for me. How far is too far when you go to batter something? Like it's, because it's um well the thing is I like deep fried pizza. Everyone lost yep. their minds about that. They were like that's way <laughs> too much. But I was like. Like bad Twix, bad Bounty. Deep fried Oreos are a thing. I mean, I don't... 
I want to find the absolute madhead who has had a battered crunchy bar. I, I want to know what happens to it. I want to know what happens to it like underneath that pressure because obviously it's honeycomb, so mm. it would melt. You know, like the thing is, batter itself. You like unless you get it as sort of like random little bits alongside a set of chips or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay, but you couldn't just eat batter. You can't batter batter. Like that would be too far. Where if it just implodes, it's not nice. It's just a, I, just a stodge. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if there's some restaurant batter. out there that sells like batter balls. If you know what I mean, like <laughs> if you if you literally just take your dough, you batter it once, and you deep fry it again, so you get like the batter batter balls. Mm-hmm. I just thought actually, I don't know if our uh, uh, other listeners around the world would know what the hell we're talking about. To batter something <laughs> is to, <laughs> isn't to attack them, which is another way of saying it in English, yeah. um, but is to dunk stuff in like a deep fat fryer to sort of cover it in like a layer of fat that's mixed, it's... that just becomes a batter. Yeah, because you get your um, you get your flour dipping thing and your eggs or whatever. You make a little like like uh, sauce or batter thing, and then you just dip yeah. it all in and then just chuck it in the fryer. It's yeah. it's the simplest way, but it whatever makes everything it does, taste so much better. Yeah, whatever it does, it makes it better. And then obviously, you can. I mean, well, I'm sure we'll get all sorts of batter based questions for this time next week with all sorts <laughs> of corrections. Um, back to video games though. Sure. Um, something that happened this week was um, the Lucasfilm Games new initiative. The sort of that was the initial name of LucasArts. Oh, yeah. Those dudes are back, um, and part of that initial. Uh, or part of that whole initiative was to take the Star Wars exclusivity deal away from EA and redistribute it among, among uh, other um, developers. Good. So something else that came from that whole mandate was um, Bethesda slash Machine Game doing an Indiana Jones game. And there's mm-hmm. also um, Star Wars stuff being scattered around. One major project being that Ubisoft are doing a Star Wars game, um, an open world Star Wars thing. Um, so um, we got a couple of questions about that. Um, one being from Pinky, um, given that the Star Wars franchise is chock full of icons, is that why Ubisoft and their formula has been picked for an open world game? I mean, I guess so. I guess there's tons of stuff, rebel icons and everything else. It would make it's it like it is such a rife universe to just basically just take any corner of that galaxy of any of the known universes in the Star Wars uh, fandom and just be mm-hmm. able to tell unique stories. And it, that's the best thing about it is that it's so creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see with this new deal as to whether or not they're going to start saying that uh, some of the video games are canonical or whether or not they're actually always going to be kept apart. Because mm. do you remember with... Um, Star Wars Battlefront 2, they have the single player that actually was considered canon. Yes. Um, Everything for now is considered canon as far as I know. But I know they have the big reset on it, so I don't know if they're going to do another reset with this one, Hmm. maybe. I don't know. Well, they when Disney took over um, and started signing all their deals, the big reset thing was like in 2011-ish? 2012, Yeah, I think so. Um, And then everything since then, as far as I know, has been canon. And then they're doing, on the movie side, they're going to go back a couple hundred years, do all the High Republic stuff again. Yeah. Um, But like Disney's version of it, I guess. Um, And they're keeping some of the legend stories. It's a whole thing. It's literally just, it's a business just thinking, what's the most money we can make? Because I remember doing a list on uh the oh, i can't remember the game shadows of the em- shadows of empire shadows, shadows of, of the, the empire em- i think yeah, yeah where dash rendar is the um, uh is the hero mm-hmm. and they were saying that like he was canon and then george lucas or some other things said he wasn't canon Disney, and then it was yeah. saying that he is canon and it's just like does he exist does he not he's like he's schrodinger's rendar he- They'll yeah, they'll bring him back. They bring they reference him in Battlefront 2. You can get his pistol, and which yeah. a lot of people were so like, like, oh my so, god, so it means so he that is, he's there. Like so he's he there somewhere. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. Um, I'm, before, I'm 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 just very excited, just to quickly cap this off. Yes. Very excited about any sort of like change up to the formula for that. Mm. I'm not saying like EA did not do a spectacular job, but uh with um Jedi Fallen Order and obviously Rogue Squadrons, uh or Squadron, Squadron, sorry, yeah. like they've done two very good games at the tail end of their exclusivity. And it's just a shame that they had to wait so long or took their times dragging their heels over such awful 
game practices previously <laughs> to get to where they should have been at the start of this. It's so we I mean Jelly Fallen Order is easily the best thing under the EA banner and that was just mm-hmm. because it's Respawn who are a brilliant uh, team but then EA didn't uphold their end of the marketing budget and gave away the Vader twist in the middle of the Super Bowl so it's yeah. like for me it, it felt like a bunch of uh, the corporate leadership just being like well yeah we'll market it but like we don't want it to succeed like we do with Battlefront and then Squadrons the budget is like you can tell there's budget there but mm-hmm. the menus are pretty terrible and pretty basic and it's like cool you guys just got this through like you were oh, barely supported they they almost shadow dropped it as well yeah, like exactly. i just suddenly i was talking to you and it was like there's a new star wars <laughs> game like when was that announced like mm-hmm. okay cool right here we go it's, yeah i think on on ea side their marketing needs to live up to the fact that it's star wars like do it right mm-hmm. um so yeah we had a couple other questions for the star wars stuff we can um do them pretty quickly uh, sure. one from connor d um what do you make of ea no longer having the exclusive star wars games does this mean there's no sequel to jedi fallen order and will there even be future battlefront or squadrons games um they have since said that they'll continue making games it's just that ea are you know in amongst that maelstrom alongside ubisoft and uh, bethesda and whoever else millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, also, a question from Starkhunter49. Uh, this was Ewan's question, our Ewan, um, when okay, they initially yeah. broke the news. Um, if you could have any studio to make a Star Wars game, who would it be and what genre? Oh, this is always Whoa. a tricky one. I mean, I would always love to go and take it right back to uh, the um, uh, dark, right is it dark empire uh, where it's like the first person shooters, doom clone style ones. I, I yeah. want to take it all the way back to that. I Why can't I think of it? Is that Dark Empire? I can't think of the. It's the one that became like Jedi. Um... Do you know? Do you know what? I actually had to do all of the uh, the Star Wars Dark games. Forces. Like Dark Forces. That's it. I had yes. to. Do, I had to do every single one for a recent video I did. A what every Star Wars fan thinks of every Star Wars <laughs> uh, video game, and it was 
impossibly draining. And by the end of it, I was like, I don't remember any of these games, even though I've just like sat down and played through half of them and researched the other ones. Because I love yeah. Jedi Academy and Jedi Knight. So for me, they're, they're it would the classics. Be something like that, something that brings back um, the thing that I think is missing in the video game industry, because I'm writing at the minute uh, games that the industry doesn't make anymore. And I yeah. feel like in the 2000s, there was this big push towards, you know, we discovered Havoc physics and we had, I remember seeing it in Hitman 2, bodies like slumping off the side and items yeah. rolling down hills and stuff like that. And you sort of see Havoc physics sometimes when people die in a game or whatever most stuff is canned animation um but there was a time in the 2000s when we totally embraced that when like yeah. like i said hitman had it and psyops the mind gate conspiracy had it and, and half-life had it and like max Payne 2 brought in havoc physics and i kind of want a game that just embraces that stuff like let me pick up any part of the environment and just twat it off some dude's yeah. head like i just want to <laughs> pick stuff up and throw it and um, which Definitely. you could do a bit of it in control but it's not anywhere near as much as there was back in the 2000s so i would have something um, you know, uh, like with, that. Uh, what was it called? Um, Je Jedi Unleashed Star Wars. Force yeah, Star Unleashed. Wars Force Unleashed. Yeah, yeah which, that had that had it. Uh, that like, totally quite a had lot. it. My bugbear with that game was that you threw too fast. I, I couldn't like every time you throw, it just goes like ping, and I was like, like, I, I want to see it. Like I want to throw a stormtrooper yeah. through some glass, and then I want to pick him up again and throw him a different way. And, and I was like see on it. the other side of Endor's moon, like <laughs> yeah, just sort of with the Euphoria engine hanging on to the fire. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so I, I would give it to my that would be my genre, but I don't know who could pull that off the best. Really. Someone like Volition, I think that would actually be a great shout. Mm. I'd actually go for um, uh, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racing, and I'd get oh. that made by the Burnout Dev criterion yeah with the Imagine takedowns the, and the side the swipes speed, yeah like the speed the customization of all your pods like oh that would be bliss because they, they just re-released episode one racer on switch which they like did. is it's it's such amazing. a solid game yeah it, it runs faster than ever like it's brilliant and um, it's like but, a solid 60 isn't it now yeah 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 it's oh it's it's ludicrously fast to be fair mm -hmm. i really like it um but we were talking before we were recording about Wreckfest, the game from a couple of years oh, ago yeah. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. did a pod racer game with real physics and like you know you take someone down and you see them go spinning off and all the parts <laughs> fly off and everything that would be brilliant i would take that, that would in a heartbeat so good. um so, so maybe fun. i don't know who makes Wreckfest, but maybe give give that team a pod racing game that would be brilliant yeah um, that would actually be great next question from will barker what's the funniest story of us two working together oh bloody hell i mean i guess it'd be um any of the uh the chatty faces the amount of times that you and i have just absolutely lost the plot <laughs> trying to do it like i don't know if anyone actually understands the filming process for chatty faces it's obviously take out more outtakes than we leave in yeah man like but we get in there usually like i say like 10 o'clock in the morning and we film and we're usually out at about sort of like 11 10 past 11 mm -hmm. in that hour it, we're only doing like you, you guys know like seven minutes worth of content we take that long because we're just having a massive banter and like oh. we're dressing up using props doing loads <laughs> of stuff and like i missed that so much because Damn. it was utter insanity and so the takes that you see uh, were us just basically in the very few moments of lucidity before we just went off the rails again they were great i mean when we started recording it and then it was like adding like uh saying to rich like you should subtitle like the off-camera banter stuff um because it made it more funny and obviously we haven't been able to do it an authentic uh, chatty faces with obviously the uh, the ongoing situation yeah but um yeah that's yeah it would probably just be stuff like that i love when we do the news and stuff i love just yeah. i love just cutting you off when you're in the middle yeah. of a point and then we just have to roll with it <laughs> it's just like yep but that's, that's the fun thing is that we always just bounce off uh, well of each other. I've always found that working with you is the easiest like thing I've ever had to do in this job because mm -hmm. it's like your knowledge Thank base you. is insane. And the fact Aww. that you can carry any conversation just means that I can, I'm just there for the ride. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm basically, if Scott is a giant rocket that's heading up into space, I'm the guy who's tied a lasso around it and it's just holding on for dear life. <laughs> I do need that person though. I need you to be there to sort of keep us on a particular trajectory. Without that, um, without that, we wouldn't be getting, 
going in the right direction. But thank you very much. That's lovely. Same to you, obviously. Um, we've been we've been working together for the longest time outside of uh, like me and Josh or you and or whatever. I can t- I can tell my favorite Scott story though if we've got time. Bring it. Of course you do. So uh, on your um, on your stag night when we all <laughs> when we all dressed up as you. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember this? Of course so, I do. So, so, so we, so we uh, all dressed up as, as Scott and uh, he didn't say anything for maybe a good like 45 minutes. We're all like gesturing to what we're wearing. And then eventually you looked at us and you're like, oh, oh, oh you're all dressed like me. You're dressed like me. And we're like, oh. And then you said without missing a beat and then sipping a pint, you just went, I just thought you'd all dressed up smart for a change. And that just killed me dead. Absolutely got me dead. You guys, quote unquote, dressing up as me was wearing like a checkered shirt and a band shirt underneath, which yeah, I guess yeah, is yeah. me. But <laughs> I couldn't tell. And I, yeah, to me, in my mind, I was like, well, that looks really good. You guys have all, you know, sort of got your band shirts back out. Oh, that's good to see. Bit of the old Blink-182. And oh, um, so yeah, funny. and then just, because I remember that some people had fake beards on, on that night and other people yes, didn't. So yes. I sort of noticed them a little bit, but not fully. Um, but yeah, brilliant stuff. We've done we've done very well, me and you, Jules Girl. Um, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, next, a question from Zulmax Zal- Zamluz. It's okay. Z- Z-U-L-M-A-X and then X-A-M-L-U-Z. Oh, you know, Zulmax okay. Zamluz. Um, when are we finally going to get remakes of Xena Gears, Valkyrie Profile, Parasite Eve, Legend of Dragoon, Legend of Lagaya, or any other underrated title of awesomeness? Oh. When, Jules Gill? I mean, uh, as the gatekeeper to all of these titles, clearly I have the answers, but um, <laughs> I have no idea, man. Like, it's one of those things where, like, we can't even get a Dino Crisis remaster off the ground at the moment. We're trying our <laughs> hardest to get, like, if we can get... Or the, Kane or anything, Legacy of Kane. Yeah, if we can get the big boys, like, up, then it just proves more and more that there are there is uh, worth in bringing these guys back. Like, mm. it, it genuinely sucks that some games will forever be console-locked and, unfortunately, fade into obscurity because they're only going to be supported by diehard fans, which mm. aren't going to be replaced, you know? But... Mm. It's like me thinking about how sound I get when I know I won't get Vagrant Story ever remastered. Right. Like, that game is a, an unsung classic. Mm. The reason I don't is because it didn't sell well in the first time. That's why they didn't do a sequel. Mm. And it's just like, there are certain games out there that are like masterpieces. But I guess it comes down to the old saying of we should be grateful for what we had rather than risk damaging it by transferring it to something else that doesn't mm. suit it. Like... There was a time and a place for those games, and it might have been perfect for us. So let's keep it that way. In, the if thing is, we as well, like, yeah, there's an ongoing sort of conversation around the amount of remakes, reboots, re releases, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, where it's like, oh my God, if we could only get this again. And it's that whole thing where it's like, would that game even work right now? Or are yeah. you are you chasing recreating a feeling that you had at the time because you were a different person, the industry was in a different place, mechanics, you know, in terms of what was popular and what we loved at the time were completely different. Mm. Um, something like Legend of Lagaya, which I really liked, um, that game's combat would not hold up now and the animations would not hold up now. Um, and as much as I love it, and I used to love Grandia too, and all those old school, I still love turn-based RPGs. Yeah. Um, I don't think if you just drop them, remastered over, like, you know, give them new skins or whatever, I don't think they would work. It would have to be completely rebooted. And then yeah. the money would be too much and something like that. The well, solution that, for me yeah. is just to re-release, just put it out again. That's the problem is that when it comes to the point where like, okay, say this wouldn't work for today's audiences. So then the developers have to go, right, let's change this then to actually fit what uh, people would play today. Mm. But as soon as that happens, like you say, the the budgets balloon and the only way to recoup those losses is to make them more mainstream as possible to make sure that they actually get that back, which which threatens to change the entirety of the tone of what that game was about. But there are people out there and I'm not saying I'm one of these, uh, this, this camp. 
but they don't like the Final Fantasy VII remake. It's a brilliant game, but well, they I, don't I mean, like the yeah. fact that it changes the story so much. It's yeah. definitely going off on its own tangent, and it's trying to be its own game. But I definitely grappled with that too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a hard one to deal with, and it's like it, the fanboy in me just wanted a 4K, completely upresed, exactly the same game as mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII. I ain't gonna get that. So, <laughs> but do I dislike Final Fantasy VII remake because of what it tried to do? No, of course not. I think it's a fantastic game. It's just. Yeah. One is one and one is the other. Like. Mm-hmm. I think you should, I mean, yeah, I think if you're going to bring something back um, and let, I mean, you can, the middle ground is almost what Activision have done where you take the DNA of the originals, you overhaul it visually, but you do hybridize all the mechanics that came from the sequels mm-hmm. and put them back into the older ones. Like Tony Hawk's is perfect. Like yeah. you bring in the manuals and stuff, the, re, the um, reverts and the wall jumps and stuff from the later games, but you put them in the original too. And then that, that revitalizes the original too. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that there's Crash and Spyro and stuff. And I think in Crash Team Racing with online multiplayer yeah, now, stuff yeah. like that you know there's things that you can do to sort of modernize them a bit but i think you need to do something to do that it can't it's not just enough to re-release it but notice that the games that have done really well in the terms of those remasters outside of the exceptional big bloated uh, Mm. one have been that they have kept their experiences uh similar and they were very simple experiences to begin with like you've listed ctr like that's a kart racing game and they had the code available to then just like start going from mm-hmm. scratch from there and it's the same with the tony hawk games it's a very crystallized pure experience that they only really had to do quite minor work to get up to right. scratch with what we wanted it to be mm-hmm. but like i can't really think of many other games that ch- that you could put in there because they would have to change so much yeah i mean one of the last ones would be metal gear solid which just it keeps yeah. going back and forward like there's not people complain about the original metal gear's control scheme i guess that's just juries out on it i was always totally fine with it um but obviously they changed it going forward and stuff but like that's the whole thing of like those old 90s games like yeah maybe they do just need a visual touch-up and then you sort of re-release that see but... metal gear is a touchy one for you though because mm. if they ever did the remake of that would they uh, base it off of the original the twin snakes experience they'd probably just re-record everything again i mean mm. it's been um the actors have been the ones involved in the Metal Gear. It was the 25th anniversary project that uh, Jordan Vogt Roberts was putting together, the uh, director of the new movie. Um, he did a whole thing where he got the actors back in and stuff. So the assumption would be that those original recordings aren't high quality enough to right, you know, the okay. actual recording quality wouldn't be enough to sort of like do a 4K version of Metal Gear. So I think you'd have to go back and do it, which sucks for me because I love all the specific intonations, the specific ways that those characters say yeah. things. And I, I noticed that in Twin Snakes. I was like, well, that's not how Campbell says, yeah. God damn it, Snake, or whatever like it's I almost like they're admitting thing. that it was a mistake to say it that way the first time around mm. and that always is a bit like mm, okay but it's that iconic was- yeah, Twin Snakes was like Kojima getting his George Lucas on and making yeah. it completely changing the feel of it. I didn't like how Twin Snakes became like an anime, even though I don't mind anime, obviously, and Metal Gear becomes an anime, but the original Metal Gear Solid was like, you know, gritty and serious. And yeah. It could have happened, man. It was that close. And um, anyway, next question from Ewan Callister. Uh, lads, what character would you like to see in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Note, it must be a video game character, so no Goku. Easy, easy pick for me. After just completing the Resident Evil 5 playthrough with Kirsten over on the gaming channel, mm. it is Albert Wesker. <laughs> How awesome would he be? around. If he literally, if he just went up to just like, crash, and just did the <laughs> panther fang move that he does and just went, bam, and just like knock somebody straight off. That'd be brilliant. My shout is always Doom Guy because they yeah. keep making Doom Guy more lovable and cuddly. And it's weird. I think you can go too far. I wasn't massively behind. Not that I have a problem with it, but I'm, I'm not caring to buy it either. The, um, the 
My Little Pony skin that you can get in Doom Eternal. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. need him in that, but I will take him in Fall Guys. Like, there is that rounded aesthetic. Yeah. I think you can sort of make a, I was going to say a Fortnite version of him, which I don't want. <laughs> it's going like, to happen. It man. might happen. I don't know. Like, but if you did if a Fortnite Smash can smell a, the smell of Penny, they're going to be like on it. They're <laughs> like, mm, yes. And they sort of rounded out Kratos as well. I had Kratos in Master Chief doing the high fives. So, probably. would you put Kratos in there? Uh, yeah, you might as well. I mean, Kratos was in Shovel Knight, so it's like you can yeah. make him fun. You have to you have to do old school Kratos because I think he's more mature now, although it is the older one that's in Fortnite. But like the version that's in Sh- in Shovel Knight was just him being big rage face. He's just, yeah. he just has a big angry face and he fights you because he's angry and that's it. You don't need much else. I'd like to see the Chosen Undead from Dark Souls in mm. Smash Bros. That could be quite fun. Imagine mm-hmm. like using like you, the um, gimmick could be like you have a bonfire in the level that you would literally kindle that powers you up, but you have mm. to get to it like it's a fixed thing. That could be quite fun. I would take that. Um, we I don't know how long we've gone for, but I think it's about half an hour. Yeah, gonna, long um, time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to carry the uh, remaining questions over to next week. Okay, um, sure. But we will end on one from Stuart Potter, um, who says, seeing as the content that you guys have put out helped a lot of us through the year with COVID and lockdown. Thank you very much. Um, what has helped you guys cope with the current situation? Hope you're both well and healthy. Love the content. He's oh, loving the hashtag so, content, mate. Thank you so much, mate. That's yeah, a very, very you. kind uh, kind words there. Really appreciate that. Because um, you mentioned your, you've rediscovered a bunch of games that you've downloaded. Mine would yes. just be just instruments, just guitar, keyboard, learning how to actually make my own synthwave music, that stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, it's. I think that this has been the year of the hobby, hasn't it? Like, mm. or sorry, last year was the year of the hobby. <laughs> like, you had to stay indoors, you had to stay safe. And what better time to than now to use that time to either learn some a new skill or perfect one that you're already good at. Like, mm. I've been saying before, painting, doing lots of DIY around the house. Um, I have to give a massive shout out to Kerry as well, because she kept mm. me sane throughout all of this, like, with her support, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um having cats helps <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely keeps you sane on that front but i really I think, want a car i want to get a blue russian or a russian oh, blue yeah 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 That's what it is there's um uh there's i, I don't know what it's what breed it is i think it's called a rag doll they're very big very fluffy and it has okay. very big like ice blue eyes and it's up the road from where carrie's mum lives mm-hmm. and it's called wolfie and nice. um every time you see it, it just goes like I have to get a specific type because I need the hyperallergenic hyper allergenic. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you're allergic to cats. Because I'm a wheezy boy. Yeah, I've got the asthma kicking in. So it's ah. like if I get a most breeds of cats will just make me clam up and, and just sound horrible, like I'm in a wind tunnel. So it's like I need to get um I need to get some I need to get a very specific type. Um but I also I was gonna mention that I took up a bit more of sketching uh, last year. Like nice. I got like a little journal and I I made it I said at the beginning of the year, well, it was about March, April-ish after the initial lockdown, and I was like, I'm gonna make a sketch of every game that I beat. Um, just sort of have it, have this living journal of That's everything so that I'm cool. doing. And then I didn't do it. I sort of did oh. it for the first like couple of months and I've got Ori in there, Ghost of Tsushima I started, um, Super Liminals in there. But I, yeah, I, I like the idea of it more than actually doing it. But maybe I'll take it up. I've stuck with the instruments though. I just like nice. the idea of outputting something tends to be quite therapeutic. Um, I definitely like um, uh, anything that's creative definitely mm. helps get you through because it not only is usually stuff that takes a lot of time, but it also helps you express uh, what you're sort of feeling. Like yeah. if it is anger, if it is like pain that's like going on from the last year, then it's a very, actually a very healthy way to mm-hmm. exorcise that from your body. So mm-hmm. just, you don't want to be holding on to it. And even if it's just writing down your thoughts in a journal, even if it's just like scribbling some like uh, images on a page or doing something like that, or even if it's something that takes your mind away from it, like for example, the Warhammer stuff that I keep banging on about, it's meticulous. You have to build it. You have yep. to paint it. Find it. It's concentration, but it removes you from the situation from a little bit and it can help you just sort of like de-stress. So yes, to anyone out there who's looking to 
pass the time just seriously consider hobbies don't just sit around watching tv like yes it's, it will uh, make you stew go out there like like get do something with the time that you've got million percent i think engage again it's fundamentally creating something focusing on a specific thing a project whatever multiple mm-hmm. days long doesn't have to be amazing doesn't have to be something incredible immediately but putting no. those things together just engages a different part of your brain snaps you out of being stuck doom scrolling or thinking yeah. about the same stuff or looping around on those things you can you can be and it is very okay to be bad at something yeah. creative when you start no one is good at it that's the fun um, bit I would recommend to everyone listening, if you're looking for something, but you're not entirely sure where to start, cooking is the best place to start because yes. not only are you able to then uh, dictate what food is going into your body, you get to basically try new recipes, you get to learn new skills and basically like fundamental stuff, which is really important. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're also rewarding yourself by basically cooking yourself a nice meal at the end of things. I will so also, it's great. Yeah, I'll also shout out because we've been making, uh, it's Joshua Wiseman. I just Googled his uh, his name, his uh, recipe for garlic bread, not sponsored by the man whatsoever, but amazing. <laughs> Amazing garlic bread. Um, yeah, we've been making this dude's garlic bread. There's a video called Perfect Homemade Garlic Bread. His nice. second one, there's three versions. His second one is the one that you want. Um, anyway, for now, this has been the Untitled Banter Podcast. Thanks, everybody, so much for sending your questions in. Um, and we'll be back this time next week. So we'll put another call out for questions probably on next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can send it to whatever's going on in your lives. For now, though, I've been your host, Scott Tailford, joined by Jules Gill. Thank you very much for having me, mate. I had to fight saying this has been the What Culture Gaming podcast. It's been a version of that. The Untitled UBP thing. UBP, UBP, UBP. Till next time. Catch you then. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.